What do you mean? I need to close my eyes so I can see the path. Frickin' just turn the lights on. with the most enthusiastic intro that I could come up with. That was absolutely lame. I'm so sorry. I had something really profound, and then all of a sudden, a bleep, it was gone. Hey, welcome to the most amazing people. I tell you, I am so blessed in my life for the people I know and the ones that I'm able to call friends and acquaintances. I'll tell you, in the personal realm, in the realm of work, and in the professional realm of podcasting, I have met and are friends with some absolutely amazing people. And you, the Sanguine audience, which this is the Sanguine podcast, so welcome. And you newbies out there, a special welcome to you. And I am the host, Tom Baldwin. And Sanguine, and it's named very specifically because it represents an attitude. It's like an optimistic attitude, but the circumstances at the time of the attitude are dark and tumultuous. So it is an attitude that goes against the grain. So Sanguine goes against the grain and you, the audience, and much more than an audience, I often call you bright lights because that's what you are. You go against the grain as there's darkness around you and maybe there's hatred and anger and you react in the fruit of the Spirit's kindness, gentleness, and love. You are making the difference. You are Sanguine. You are turning the tide. And so, hey, let me just say, Thank you, and thank you, and keep up the good work. Hey, I'm so excited to get into today's content. It is uh, something that uh, I'm very passionate about, and it is part of this podcast. It is about that relationship, that adventure, that journey with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because we are not talking religion here, and we never talk religion. So we're delving into a scripture out of Proverbs 29, 18, and let me just give you the gist of it. You've heard it in some translation and in some form, probably, but it talks about, without vision, my people perish. And the vision here, very specifically, and when you look to the roots of the word and where they're used otherwhere, other places in scriptures, it's very prophetic, it's very revelatory. So there's revelation. So lack of better words and, and layman lingo, it's woo, it's the woo-woo, okay? This isn't necessary, although I think a lot of people like to equate the words of God with God's word. And God's word is a very different thing. That is some of the words of God that have been written down into a text that we call the Bible. And those of you that understand how the Bible came about, there are just, it is a small fragment, a small portion of the words that God spoke. And even specifically Jesus, it talks about the acts that are recorded in the New Testament gospels and well, not the book of Acts because Jesus was gone by then, but even in the book Acts because he came back. So yes, in the book of Acts. So we edited ourselves and re-edited ourselves there, but it says it couldn't be contained in all the volumes of the books in the world. Okay. A lot of acts. And so a lot of words, when you're talking about an eternal being that is omnipresent, that can be everywhere at once, can be all over the place, that can speak the same way. There's a lot of words out there. So the Word of God, which is the Bible, which are some of the words of God, is very different than the prophetic, the revelatory words of God. And so 
in uh, Hebrews, it talks about how the word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Well, what's really interesting in that context, and I haven't necessarily done the research of that word, and so I should probably go in there and do the research of the word that I've seen the Bible I've seen the words of the Bible very much act like that, that they come alive and they penetrate and they transform people's lives. But I've also seen when the revelatory word of God, and so here's where some of you get stretched a little bit. And if you're a cessationist, this is like ouchy territory where you're getting your guard up and you're biting back here. But prophetic, a prophetic word, you've seen someone utter by the empowering of the Holy Spirit, however he did that, giving words of wisdom and knowledge to someone, and it speaks to someone, and how it penetrates them. And so here in Proverbs 29, 18, okay, this is a proverb written by Solomon, who has a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. And so we can learn from his wisdom, even if at times he did not. What he is saying here is that, and this is Tom's interpretation, but I've also read a fair bit of some other people's interpretations. And I have to say, you know, I theirs agrees with mine or mine agrees with theirs. I, I don't know how we do that, but it really doesn't matter because we are here for the adventure and the fun and not necessarily the credit, okay? When people are transformed and words make a difference in someone's life, to me, it doesn't matter who got the credit. If I was the originator of the idea and someone maliciously stole it, but somebody's life is transformed, yay. Well, I have some sadness and humanness over that, yes. And humanness, yes, can be a disease because we get our ego attached to gifts that God gave us. And so we perceive things that, that are ours, but they're really his because he gave them to us. And so it's much better to have not humanism, but gratitude and say thank you and thank you that that made a difference. And so here it is about an intimate relationship with God, an attentive ear type relationship where you are listening and you're paying attention. And so you're looking to the supernatural and you're paying attention to what's being said, the revelation, maybe the highlighting of that, the words of God in the Bible. And God highlights that in a supernatural way. And all of a sudden something that has never popped out of you popped out to you, pops out to you, and it makes a world of difference, okay? That is the kind of revelation that what's the opposite of perish gives us life. And what did Jesus say? I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. One of my absolute most favorite scriptures because he's not talking about eternal life because eternal life is already full. He's talking about the life here, and we have this life here to the full. And so, as we pay attention and we are walking step in step with our God, even in the Old Testament, this is so cool because Old Testament, you know, things were according to the law. And so, you know, the curtain had yet not been rent. And those of you that are newbies here and you're just like, what the heck did that guy just say? I have no frame of reference. I just started reading the Bible. Well, congratulations. And you're awesome for doing that. But the old style of worship in the Old Testament that revolved around the Ten Commandments and the laws that were additional to that, that the Jewish people lived by, and it was it was a system of salvation for them, although it never really worked. It served a purpose of proving that we could not do things right enough to actually be worthy of getting into heaven. So the tent and the curtain or the curtain in the tent before they actually had the temple. So worship was mobile. They had mobile worship in the desert as they had to have a generation pass. And you're just like, wow, time you're referencing all kinds of stuff I don't know about. Well, the Old Testament is a great read and it's a great historical record of some fantastic adventures of the 
original people of God that we are now grafted into. Whoever you are, you can be grafted in to this family. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great old record. And here my phone's ringing. I'm doing taboo. And uh, it's somebody I don't recognize, so we're cool. And it's like, Tom, you shouldn't do that on a podcast. I know, but something about sometimes like going against the grain appeals to me a little bit. So, yes, I did it. (laughs) So the Old Testament, yes, mobile worship in the desert. And through their doubt and disbelief, God caused a generation to pass before he took them into the promised land. So they had a mobile meeting. And so in a tent, there was this curtain that separated those who were specifically chosen to serve and offer the sacrifices at the temple. So the other people literally would be protected from the presence of God. And these people that served the high priests were chosen to go in there. And so as the worship was set up and this different thing, it was very like exclusionary. You get the idea. And so when Jesus died on the cross, that tent, that curtain that separated it, because it was in a, a temple at that time, was like torn. And you got to know, this is heavy duty, like 20 layers of fabric, heavy, heavy duty tent. And so this was rent. And so no longer was there that separation and that law. And so we were welcomed in into this intimate relationship. So it's really cool that this is the Old Testament. It's, it's a little bit um, kind of leaning, I feel like, to the future where there's going to be this more personal walk. But even back then, it was important to walk very retrospectively and like intentionally, like close to God, listening and following his precepts. And back then there were a lot of laws and things, and that was the way to do it. And what the, what it says is that, and it wasn't just, okay, I, I got to emphasize this because the word definitely has this meaning to it. It wasn't just the literal. It has a revelatory like feel and flavor to it. So even as we're talking the Old Testament rules and regulation, it is like revelation that went into that illuminated it and brought light and brought personality to it. And so we can translate that into the modern realm where we are living, not under the law, but in the fulfillment of the law, realizing that Jesus made a sinless sacrifice for us and so was able, authorized to take away our sins. And so now we put on the righteousness he has. And so we don't necessarily bear the consequence. Well, we do, if we sin, we can self consequences of sin, but not the judgment that I spent a whole bunch of time on that. And so we get back to this verse that it says without vision. So let, let Tom just input into this without an attentive ear and a relationship with God, we will perish. And the word perish in this also goes on to like basically going down the wrong path, you know, getting into morality, getting off the path of life and the fulfillment. Okay. Oftentimes, you know, you're like, Hey, the other side looks really good. Well, the other side only looks good because we have misinterpreted the good side and the desires of God for us to have the fullness of everything, not to abstain from sex, but understand the fullness and the the uh, the instructions in regard to sex, not how to, but this whole, how it works the best and God has the best plan. And so the cool thing <coughs> and how this relates to the Sanguine podcast Again, in the Old Testament, it reaffirms this relationship that God desires and a promise around this relationship. As you look to me and you look to my revelation, 
I will bring life and I will prevent, I will help you not go down the wrong path. How often do I worry about going down the wrong path? And so one of the keys here for me, and it's a very simple key, but it's a very profound key is to look for the revelation. And God is revealing things all the time. He's always speaking and highlighting. And as I open this, and we're going to end by going back to the intro, often I cannot see that stuff till I close my eyes. And that the eye of the Spirit, the revelatory place of the Spirit, and all of a sudden when I close my eyes, the path becomes apparent, the revelation becomes apparent. And so we become so used to a form of seeing, but yet God is talking about a different kind of vision here, a prophetic revelatory vision. And this is not necessarily, you need. You, you don't need to go to new age or spiritual training. Oftentimes for me, it's a simple act when I say, I'm going to shut down the inputs that I know and I can reason and I can rationalize. And I'm going to allow the revelatory prophetic inputs of my God, who I'm part of that supernatural family, to come in and bam. And so I just encourage you as we're wrapping up here, this is a simple exercise and it 100% works. And it's more effective if you go through a couple deep breaths. I am a fan of deep breaths. You're going to hear it in all my podcasts. Like if you listen to Yes Women and podcast for encouraging women or the Yup podcast that's about redneck wisdom, you're going to hear me talk about the breath. And it's basically a box breath. You can do whatever count you want, but you know, three or four in, uh, three or four hold, three or four exhale, three or four hold, then inhale again. It's a fantastic clearing exercise. And so you clear all the junk that was there and closing your eyes does a wonder. And that may just do it in itself, but you add those deep breaths in there and you close your eyes. And man, if revelation isn't instantaneous, it's pretty darn quick. And you're going to be pretty amazed that I'm always a fan of the instantaneous one because it didn't give your mind time to think and like make things up. And so, hey, some uh, pretty cool stuff today here in Proverbs 29, 18. I love the scriptures and the truths in the scriptures. And if you are thinking about entering into a relationship of faith, hey, there is like a no risk opportunity here. You just say, hey, Jesus, I'm not even sure who you are, but I understand you went the distance for me and I'm willing to accept the work you've done and I'm going to find out more what that means. But yes, I accept it right now. Bam. Now you're started. Now continue the process. Open up your Bible. Book of John's a great place to start. So, hey, we are going to have my wonderful son take me out here with his guitar music. And just let me say, I so appreciate you. So appreciate what you do. So appreciate the impact that you make. Thanks for spreading the word about this podcast. And uh, have a great week, my friends. Blessings on you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.